Zoe and today we'll actually be having a bit of more serious topic today we'll be remembering Harley Quinn and I'm sure you're wondering how can this be a serious topic if we're talking about a, a fictional character remembering a fictional character well for those of you who do not know Arlene Sorkin has passed away and Arlene Sorkin was the original voice actress for Harley Quinn she played Harley Quinn she voiced Harley Quinn in uh Batman the animated series uh so because of that, I think I, I just want to talk about what Arlene Sorkin meant to me, what uh, she meant to comic books as a whole. I mean, it is Black Girl Meets Pop Culture, but I mostly talk about comic books because I love comic books. I grew up watching comic books. And so we could talk about what she meant to me, my first introduction to her and the character that she played, Harley Quinn, um, and her impact on not just myself, um, but on comic books as a whole and um yeah just the character as a whole i mean crazy she is harley quinn i don't care what people say they're like no uh like i i like margot robbie or i like uh tara strong and that's all fine and nanny but the fact that the matter is that without arlene sorkin we would not have harley quinn so let me describe a get get a bit into the weeds about who Harley Quinn is, maybe not her origin, but the publication origin. So for those of you who don't know, Harley Quinn was created by Paul Dini and the people who were behind Batman the Animated Series for the show. She was not a comic book character. She did not exist outside of comic books. And this was, I would argue, a rare thing at the time. I mean, now, I mean, even now, it's kind of a like Phil Coulson, for example, he was not in the comic books. He was a product of the movies, you know, but it's kind of rare for um, characters to be made in shows, you know, outside of comic books and then to be put into comic books. It's kind of not not necessarily a thing that is done common or often. Um, an example, a prime example, a main example besides Harley Quinn, I would say is Superman's origin. And no, Superman's origins not a character, but it's a concept that now has derived spe specifically from the Superman movie, with, with the crystals and the how everybody has their own crest of their house. So the House of L has the Superman symbol, which represents hope. That was not a thing before the movies. So Harley Quinn, I would say, is the prime example of that, of 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 something from something from a show about a comic book being now put into comic books she's the prime example and then i will put superman's origin right under there and questionably phil colson um so that's 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 how pivotal her character was i mean the outfit her outfit is um iconic i just 
I, I'll get into my memories of Harley Quinn and specifically, let's say, uh, Arlene Sorkin's Harley Quinn, and I would say comic book Harley Quinn, but, um, or even movie Harley Quinn, but, um, like, she even appear into comic books until the 2000s or the late 90s early 2000s and now you know you can't think about comic books without thinking or at least dc comics you can't think about dc comics without thinking about harley quinn i mean heck she has her own show on max right but let's get into how i came to discover harley quinn arlene serkin's version of harley quinn and what it meant to me um so when i was younger in our house it's oddly enough how i became such a super marvel fanboy but mostly we just watched stuff from dc specifically justice league animated series and justice league unlimited now i have more memories of justice league unlimited than i do have any other cartoon show and that includes cartoon shows that came out around the time i was born and when i was younger i watched justice league unlimited religiously my parents can tell you i watched that show religiously we used to have the dvds and then later on when blu-ray came out i bought the blu-rays and i still have those to this day um i had those before max was a thing where they had it all on there even i believe netflix has it on there too but um yeah i used to watch that show religiously but the show derived from Batman the Animated Series and then Superman the Animated Series and then somewhere between we have Justice League Animated Series and then Batman Beyond and then finally we have, excuse me, then finally we have Justice League Unlimited. But though I have more memories of watching Justice League Unlimited and I never really watched Batman the Animated Series until I was in my teenage years, um, like serious, well yeah, I have watched bits and pieces of Batman Animated Series but I can't tell you a single plot line from the episodes I watched, save for when I became a teenager. But my first memory, I would say, of Harley Quinn comes from season two of Justice League Animated Series. Now, she wasn't in, to my knowledge, I, I don't recall, but I, I believe she was not in season one. But in season two, she uh, assists the Joker as as uh, Harley Quinn was kind of the henchwoman of the Joker. You think of, let's say, in, um, in Superman, the, the Richard Donner the Richard Donner movies you think of Otis and how he is always with Luthor that was that that's that's what Harley was to Joker she was always with him she was um well I, I, I guess I'll get there in a bit but um my my first memory of her comes from season two episodes 22 I'm um, excuse me 21 and 22 titled wild card now the, the, with Justice League Unlimited I'm um, excuse me with Justice League the animated series the the show was mostly two-parters and sometimes there would be a three-parter very rarely but it was mostly two-parters so she appeared in those two episodes and i specifically recall watching that that sh those episodes in particular i have more memories of those episodes it's the wild card episode and the dr destiny episode and then finally um the episode star-crossed where um spoiler alert uh where um I, actually i would say i have more memories of the christmas episode than starcross but i do remember watching starcross when i was younger and starcross spoiler alert for a show that came out over 10 years ago i mean excuse me over 20 years ago um when uh Hawk, it was revealed that hawk girl has been a spy the entire time that she's been a part of the justice league but um harley's not necessarily featured much in the episode but she is the life i would say even over the royal flush gang she's the life of the party she's she's the she's a villain that you empathize for 
right? Because she's not necessarily a villain. Um, she's more misguided by her love or yes, misguided. She's lost in love. Um, and we see that with mad love, which tells the origin of Harley Quinn, which is actually the last episode of Batman, the animated series, which we talk where it, it reveals the origin of Harley Quinn. And I would like to get into that. That's probably one of my favorite episodes of Batman, the animated series. One of the two, I have, uh, strong memories of watching so let, let's get into that and we'll, we'll get deeper into learning about Arlene Sorkin. Um, but basically, the, the origin of Harley Quinn, and if you're interested, I'd highly suggest you watch it. But also, if you're interested in learning, you know, you may be like, okay, I'm not into the cartoon. Or maybe you're in the cartoon and you want to learn more or how she affects, how she's implemented to comic books. I highly suggest that you read Harleen. It is a... Uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, what, what DC called, what, what they did with their Elseworlds stories. But it's kind of an Elseworlds story about Harley Quinn. It's It, it ties into Mad Love. It uses that as a source material and um, just makes it a bit more adult and ties it into other things. And I love Mad Love so much that um, anything that contradicts it, I'm like, nope, don't like it. Both Harleen, it's a really good, it complements uh mad love and gives it more of an adult edge as that's what the black label that's what it's called the black label branding for dc comics it's supposed to be a bit more adult so if you're interested in that if you enjoy mad love or if you're just interested in harley quinn as i speak more about this character and arlene sorkin's impact impact on this character highly suggest you read it um but yes with mad love basically we find out that harley quinn was a psychiatrist and that or her real name is Harleen Quinzel, hence the title Harleen. But, um, yes, she was a psychiatrist for the Joker. And slowly, she began to have sympathy for for him. She felt sympathetic. And eventually, she slowly became, she grew to love him. And every time that bat, like, when he was escaped, she she would lose her mind and, and just be so concerned for him. Um... And when Batman became the villain rather than the Joker, eventually she teamed up with the Joker and risked everything for her, even though he was abusive. There's actually a scene in Matt Love where she's like, I'm so over him. You know, I'm so over this. I'm so over it. And then she walks into her prison, into her cell. And there at, at, at Arkham of all places, she walks into her cell and there's a rose and she's like, oh, he's just so downright. And then she sees the, the rose and she's like, lovely. Or I, I don't remember what exactly what the line is but i want to emphasize that there is none of that with Ar arlene sorkin there is none of that it's the way that people imagine or batman is kevin conroy for some people which i will be talking about kevin conroy, conroy in the near future um as he passed away i believe last year and i didn't have a chance to speak on it but um there is none of that without her without her the way that she delivered, I mean, the accent of all. I mean, you can't have Harley Quinn, in my opinion, without the accent of Mr. J. You know, this 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 accent that's, you know, you you think of just comic book characters in general. Like for me, reading and watching stuff, or just just read. Like I didn't even know Wanda and Pietro, the Maximoff twins, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver had accents until I watched Avengers United They Stand, and then they adapted an accent for the, for the movie. Right? You don't read them and think, 
They have a dialect. They have an accent. Same thing with Black Panther. I never thought of Black Panther having an accent, right? And I guess that's the uh, advantage of uh, this medium of television against comic books where you can envision these characters with their own voices and your own personal time. But with Harley Quinn, I can't, when I read Harley Quinn, if I read anything with Harley Quinn, I have to imag imagine Arlene's Arlene Sorkin's voice, and forgive me if I'm saying her name wrong, I'm trying to say it appropriately, but so it, it's so similar to Harley, Harlene, and Arlene, you know, I'm, so I'm trying, but um, I can't read anything with Harley Quinn, like specifically, not just Harlene, we're not speaking of Harlene because it's a different character, uh, but Harley Quinn, I can't read anything without hearing the Mr. Chai with, the, with, with her accent, I, I, I can't. And that's the impact that she had on this character. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people who read comic books and read it in these voices and these dialects. And they and they stumble upon a Harley Quinn book and they can't unhear Arlene Sorkin's voice. I mean, she set the standard. She set the bar. She set the bar for um, Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad, where she does the accent as well. I would say not as not as well done as Arlene Sorkin, but that's a different conversation. But even Tara Strong. Tara Strong is one of my favorite voice actresses. And she does a good Harley Quinn. She really does. I really enjoy her in, like, Injustice and continuing after um, Arlene Sorkin where she stopped doing uh, the voice for Harley Quinn. But even then, I think even she would tell you that Arlene Sorkin set the bar, set the standard. And it's hard to outdo it. It's the same thing with Kevin Conroy. How people, when they read comic books, they read it in Kevin Conroy's voice. Pe people read in, Har in Arlene Sorkin's Harley Quinn voice. Um, the, just the sass that she gave to the character. The, once again, the empathy. Uh, because you can... There are characters who, who are people who perform em emotional... Um, who, who, who provide emotion to their character. Or maybe... But even, I just want to say this about acting. Um, it's difficult, I would say, or it's different than reading something on a page. I mean, we're talking about comic books. It's different about reading something on a page and giving what's on a page life. You know, there's, there's a complete difference. You know, um, yeah, that's what I could, like, that's what, that's what it means to be an actor. You give life. John turn. Okay, anyway. Sorry about that. You give life to um, something that is lifeless and you resuscitate it. You give it that oomph that it needs. And that's exactly what she did. Um, and it's crazy. Uh, let's talk about comic books. I'm trying to think about. <laughs> I, just, I just went on and on about how good she is and the, just my favorite moments. I mean, before I go to the comic books, one of my favorite episodes or one of the few episodes I have memories of of watching Batman the Animated Series is the episode with the Creeper, which I believe is the second to last episode before the Matt Love episode. And she plays a pivotal part. And I, I, I enjoy um, how the Creeper is just obsessed with her. He He's practically as in love of her, quote-unquote, in love, as in love of her as she is with the Joker. You know, it's just reversed. Now she understands how the, Joker's how the Joker feels. It's hilarious. But she plays that 
not over sexualization because obviously it was a kid show but she but that's the problem with harley quinn now she's way over sexualized when harley quinn actually uses her sexuality as an exact in that episode to her advantage but very subtly and i love how she's like oh really come over here and watch what's gonna happen and she um has the crate fall on him and all that their, their banter is so good i mean even in mad love my goodness how she um takes joker's plan and perfects it he's like i don't understand how can i have them smiling and so she has batman upside down smiling i mean she has batman upside down so now the piranhas look or the i think they're just joker fish i don't remember but now the fish are to batman smiling and i love when uh kevin conroy man when he laughs and then she's like stop it i don't like how you're laughing you know i can't even do the accent as well but um those are just some of my favorite moments man uh, it's really sad that a part of not just my childhood, but several other people's childhood. I mean, my friend, shout out to my friend Hannah. Um, she loves Harley Quinn. She loves Batman the Animated Series. And she loves Harley Quinn. So I, I told her what happened. She's like, what? Really? I'm like, yeah, man. Um, so, you know, this episode, shout out, it's a it's dedicated out to Arlene Swerker and her family. I pray that uh, they're doing the best with what they can with grieving. Grieving is a difficult process. So I'm just praying for them uh, that they, they um, take the time that they need to recognize just what a beautiful woman this woman was and what she brought and the joy and brevity she brought to many people's lives and childhoods, including mine, but also to my friend Hannah, because I know she loves Harley Quinn. She loves Batman animated series and she loves herself some Arlene Sorkin. So shout out to you, bud. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Harley Quinn in the comic books. Now for me, I talk about my true first appearance or like my first like meet cute with if you will uh my meet cute with harley quinn but my meet cute with harley quinn or in the as uh the character in the television series but my meet cute with harley quinn in comic books i would say i mean she was already pivotal in comic books when i started reading because i started reading comic books when i was 12 uh officially truly started reading comic books when i was 12 and um sorry i'm trying to fix my mic stand hold on y'all all right there we go so um i started reading comic books when i was 12 so at the time the new 52 had just happened right actually it happened 2011 so in 2011 how old was i don't remember but it, it had just started right man my mic stand is just being belligerent okay sorry y'all anyway uh, i'm not editing that out <laughs> but um yeah, so the New 52 had just happened, and so that's when they relaunched Harley Quinn's character. So the Harley Quinn you get in Suicide Squad, the original one, not the Suicide Squad, but David Ayer's Suicide Squad, that is New 52 Harley Quinn. And But what I really appreciate about that, by the way, just before we get back on topic about comic book Harley Quinn, um, I love the scene where they do the painting, the Alex Ross painting of her in the uh, traditional ace of spades type of... Uh, costume and her and the joker joke uh dancing that is from uh, an alex ross cover go check it out highly suggested because it's a beautiful cover but um yeah in the comic books so yeah when she was she really became prominent in the comic books in 2011 with the new 52 but my first memory truly of reading a comic book with her in it i would say is batman hush which is one of her first comic book appearances i don't believe it's the first but it's one of her first comic book appearances where she's a 
I wouldn't say she's a pivotal pivotal character. She's more of a cameo, but she makes a statement as she as Batman and Catwoman. They're actually Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle, so they're not they're in their civvies. Uh, they're out on a date, and Harley Quinn shows up, and she's like, "Hey, look what the cat dragged in," you know. But she was um working. I believe she was working on a poison ivy, and that's just another thing about her character uh, that derives from the show that is from Arlene Sorkin's performance is the relationship that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have whether it's romantic whether it's platonic and just friendships that comes from the show so you got to give it back to Arlene Sorkin and uh, Paul Dini and the writers of Batman the Animated Series I mean my god like without them Harley Quinn as we know her is not it's 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 not the same um yes people love Margot Robbie I'm going to emphasize again once again people love Margot Robbie they they love the the Max show they 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 loved Hera Strong they love her in the video games they love her in Arkham Knight and Arkham Asylum this and the third without Arlene Sorkin y'all none of that would happen none of that the betrayal the 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 accent the the dialect the way she betrays things just her personality, none of that would be the same without Arlene Sorkin. Um, I'm I'm just going in a circle at this point. I'm just I, I just can't I can't say enough how much people just don't understand what she brought to this character to so many people's childhood. It's like me talking about how comic books were before the MCU or the how like Iron Man was like Iron Man sucked before the MCU. But now, if I said if I said Iron Man sucked before the MCU, people can't even remember that, and I think that that same argument goes here. That you can't remember Harley Quinn. I mean, it's physically, it's literally impossible because she is Harley Quinn. You can't remember Harley Quinn without Arlene Sorkin. You can remember Batman without Kevin Conroy. You can remember Joker without Mark Hamill. But you can't remember Harley Quinn. Without Arlene Sorkin. You may never have heard of her until today. But you knew her. But you knew her. In any form of medium that you've seen the Harley Quinn character. You've seen Arlene Sorkin. My goodness. sound like Jesus said that. You know if you've seen me. You've seen the father. And so that's. that's Man that's crazy. But yeah. um, Once again. Prayers go out to her family. To anyone else grieving. Uh, to those who in the comic book community who knew her, just knew her from her work, it's sad. But uh, I don't think we should revel in the sadness, but appreciate her life and the service she did to many of us, including myself, in uh, making my childhood bright. And um, yeah, so uh, I just want to say thank you, Arlene Sorkin, wherever you are. But yeah, uh, that's all. You, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this podcast, actually, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna do all. I said I wasn't gonna do it. Uh, I'm just I'm just used to it. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I highly suggest if you've never seen anything from Batman the Animated Series or the DC Animated Series, if I were to suggest what you should watch, Mad Love, the Creeper episode in uh, Batman the Animated Series. I believe it's the second to last episode in the final season. Uh, Wild Card, and um. Yeah, read the Harleen story if you're interested in this character and understanding more about this character. Highly, highly, highly suggest all that. But yeah, until then, until Friday, peace.